Debates are very soon. Yeah. Incoming. Honestly, if you're not on the Patreon there tonight. Exactly. If you're if watching you, it on Wednesday like you should. If you're listening on Wednesday, the day this episode drops, you got the, the debates that you can come watch live with That's us right. later on today. Clear the calendar. 8 o'clock. The debates start mm-hmm. at 9. We got an hour live beforehand. Eastern time. Come check it out. But before we get into this debate that's happening later this week for us, okay. there was an ad that Ron DeSantis' Never Back not Down Pack one. released. Is this the same one that released the Nazi ad? Or no, that was his... That was his Twitter. Uh, that the, did the yeah, Nazi yeah, they ad. reposted on the DeSantis yeah, or, or on the DeSantis it. account, his yes. individual account. Yeah, that was the one with the the black sun, the uh-huh. sun and rad. Uh, that was pretty cool. But this one is from his actual pack, so it's like official. Okay, official. okay. They, they, they did the one that we covered this. like two times ago, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, we, we've covered a couple of his. Uh, his. So this is another entry in our ad series. Uh, this one though directly has to do with the debate, and they're calling out Donald Trump. Oh, so I figured sick. we could watch it together. Yay! And we can just uh, jump right into it. I hear he's afraid to debate. Is that true? I hear he's afraid to debate. He's too cowardly to even show up and debate. You've suggested you may skip the early Republican primary debates. Why would I let these people take shots at me? We can't afford a nominee who is too weak to debate. Mm. These debates are just brutal. We need a nominee with stamina. A nominee who's sharp. Like Rod. Uh, (laughs) Republicans deserve a candidate who earns our vote. But I probably won't bother doing the debate. Not one who demands it. What happened to Donald Trump? Never Back Down is responsible for the content of this advertising. My, I, I can't, my favorite part of that whole ad is how they never even say that DeSantis That's is what the I'm guy. That this was from Ron DeSantis's political action committee, and I've not seen them release one ad making an argument for Ron DeSantis. <laughs> they say we need someone who's who's willing to debate, someone who's strong, someone who earns our vote. They're not describing guess Ron who. DeSantis. You you can guess who. We need, <laughs> they need to, this, Whoever gets up there needs to earn our vote. I'm not going to tell you who, no. Yeah, this might as well be like a Vivek Ramaswamy ad. It could be a Mike Pence ad. <laughs> yeah, it could be anybody. <laughs> it's honestly more suited for Mike Pence. Like, all they're doing is saying okay Trump's too scared to debate I don't think that any of the MAGA supporters actually believe that and then they're not even making an argument for the candidate that it's supposed to be endorsing holy shit I wonder how much money they spent on this waste of an ad it's so stupid but I I thought that ad was just a a perfect encapsulation of Ron DeSantis's campaign never making an argument for himself just kind of vaguely gesturing about how they need to like pass the torch yeah uh but but never saying pass the torch to him just saying it needs to happen all of their ads are Trump isn't the guy yeah Someone could be. Yeah, figure it out. Someone could be. I wonder who the guy is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how would you uh, rank that ad in comparison to the others that we've watched? Honestly, it's got to be like a solid uh, seven, mm-hmm. really. You know what I mean? It's just it, a bog, honestly, maybe even a six. It's yeah. borderline bog standard, yeah. horrible campaign ad. Unoriginal. Unoriginal. It doesn't hit any of the high notes that the other ads did. Yeah. They still haven't touched Pudding Fingers. Well, yeah, oh no, they can't. <laughs> they never be able to. Well, one to, do you remember when he did the the, the Jake Tapper interview, Ron yeah. DeSantis? At one point, he did say, and I can't believe we missed this. He said the proof is in the pudding. Oh, which is my goodness, crazy bro. territory for him He's to go. Never into. beating the pudding finger allegations. It's not going to happen. He just can't <laughs> beat him. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this ad was pretty. It's pretty unoriginal. Uh, yeah. You're showing. You're pointing out that Trump directly contradicts himself sometimes. Who knew, right? Oh, That's wow. not news to anybody. Wow. Uh, I don't think anybody is surprised by that. Nobody likes Trump because he's consistent on all of his positions. And it's just like they they can't even come through and give people an opportunity to like DeSantis. No. Because anytime they'll be throwing the easiest fucking ball and they just won't hit it. 
Yeah. It's not even that they can't hit it. They just refuse to even try yeah. to argue yeah. for their own guy. Is, is there something there where they're like, yeah, we know that Ron fucking sucks, but like maybe, maybe because he's the second man, we can just hammer this Donald Trump thing and they're relying on an implicit association. I had seen some leak and I, I can't confirm if this is real or not, but I saw some leak from the DeSantis campaign that said something along the lines of now he is trying to aim for second place. <laughs> And they're counting on Donald Trump going to jail and getting out of the campaign as a means of Ron DeSantis winning the primary. Ron DeSantis that is, the is gonna pull up the strategy. court and snitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's gonna get out there and he's gonna snitch. He's gonna tell the judge everything just to get this man locked away. That's the most like <laughs> fanfic political strategy I've ever heard. Like that shit's not happening. That's dog. some shit Hillary Clinton would write. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That she would be in uh, whatever her sequel is to the book we it's read a, a while ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that shit's terror. so. I don't know what he's doing. Ron DeSantis has just been all over the place. Aiming this for second in a primary is crazy. Yeah, you don't win because then it's like then it's like what is he going to do if he somehow made it to the general? Is yeah. he going to publish the same ad but be like Joe Biden hides in a basement? You need someone who doesn't. Yeah, well, especially because who's that though? That that memo from Ron DeSantis's uh, debate team that leaked. Yeah, that said he needs to defend Donald Trump on stage. <laughs> Dog, he's beating you by like. 40 points no literally well, what do you mean and it's like you, you you can't have that you can't go and defend him on stage while also hoping that he just fucking goes to jail <laughs> so that you can win just by default i guess yeah. and you would think that if that's his actual strategy that he's waiting for trump to go to jail then he would do something to like push that along uh-huh at least in the in the eyes of the gop like maybe come out and be like yeah trump has so many indictments bogging him down he he can't keep running. He yeah. needs to drop out of the race, make but he's it, not even saying that. Make it favorable and a more palatable position to the base to mm-hmm. be able to support him going away for what he did instead of going through and saying on one hand, oh, he shouldn't actually, he did nothing wrong, or maybe he kind of did something wrong, but it wasn't that bad, Yeah. Uh, but relying on a, I don't know, participation trophy yeah, to no, get bro, you the nomination. Ron DeSantis does not know what he's doing, uh, and that's why I'm, see, I can't say I'm jolting for Bolton because he just, he never, he, he he never, never fully announced yeah. he's not going to be on the debate stage, which breaks my but part. we can't cruise for Christie. We can cruise for Christie. And you know, Vivek, as you've always said, sleeper pick for this oh, election. That's right. That's I feel right. like we broke the news on this guy before anybody else did. What that's all I'm going to say. Curve. In some polls, he's ahead of Ron DeSantis. Who'd have thought? Yeah. And, and since it seems like Trump isn't going to be there uh, for, for the debate on Wednesday, I mean, Vivek, Christie, I. Sleeper picks. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, karaoke, it's a great choice to exactly. capture the hearts and minds of the American citizens. Yeah. Nikki Haley's way too boring. I just can't rock with her. She doesn't even do anything fun. Yeah. She had that one CNN town hall where she said something about trans people. Oh, Maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered that. Yeah. She, I don't even remember what she said. It was uh, trans people in the military and also being in the locker rooms makes um, girls want to uh, suicide themselves. Yes. That, that was her argument. <laughs> That's fucking wild. She <laughs> yeah. hasn't said anything since. No. It's like, no. what are you doing? You need to stay in the news. They were all at the, uh, well, all of them, I think, except like Donald Trump went to the Iowa State Fair recently, which is yeah. a thing. That Canada's was always where do. Vivek did his rapping. Yeah, he did the rapping there. Uh, DeSantis was there and was getting booed in, in many uh, media appearances that really? he did. He was getting, people were saying, go back to Florida. Uh, Trump oh, showed up good. for some time and he had Florida Congress people with him. <laughs> as, just as a flex, <laughs> I'm guessing like Matt Gates was there. A couple others from Florida were with Trump. Uh, and, uh, I, I mean, the other candidates were there too. It was like a chance to look human, but yeah. they, they have trouble doing like, that. I just can't emphasize enough how much DeSantis's campaign strategy has just been constant flip-flops. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't even call it a strategy on one hand. Again, he goes and he says that Trump maybe did nothing wrong or what he did do wrong. Wasn't that bad. And then on the other, he goes on an interview last Friday with some Florida journal and says that Trump supporters are empty vessels or something along the lines. <laughs> and then he walked it back a day later God when damn. Trump supporters got mad and he said, no, no, I'm talking 
talking about Trump and the GOP lackeys that follow him. No, you're not. Thought, that is like so close to the argument that he should be making right yeah. now if he wants to defeat Donald Trump. He, he said Fuck. something along the lines of Trump supporters aren't aren't bound by an ideology and we shouldn't stake these candidates on their personality. We should stake them on their ideological goals. Yeah. But even then it's like, okay, Ron, what are your ideological goals other than killing <laughs> trans children? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, come on. And you don't even go through and hammer that home in your ads. Yeah. You just say Trump's not the guy without suggesting who is. Oh man, he's so close. Like, well, he's not really close to making the argument, but you get like a, sometimes you get like a, a, gl a gleaning of what the uh -huh. argument should be and you get a slight idea that he almost knows what he should be doing, yeah. but he just doesn't know what he's doing. He, he just, just can't do it. throws shit at the wall and yeah. expects it to stick. And I'm so excited for the interview to watch because <laughs> I don't think he's made like a media appearance where he's actually like kind of like thrown to the wolves mm -hmm. without it being like insanely like doctored by his team or they're in some control or there's really just softball questions or an at him. AI voice or AI pictures. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like he's never in every time he has been like at just like a regular press event where he's not totally in control. He fucks up. He has some oh, yeah. crazy sound bite that comes out that just makes him look so unlikable. Mm -hmm. So how's he going to really handle a debate? At least Vivek seems more media trained than he is. Oh, and Vivek's a character. Oh yeah. Right? He like is. he's always got some shit to say. I feel like he's got his talking points down pat. Absolutely. I don't he wrote think the book on, wokeness he did and he wrote his own <laughs> 10 commandments yeah i don't think he really believes any of that like I, no. I think he's grifting for the most part but vivek seems like he's a very charismatic guy mm -hmm. and as we've talked about ron DeSantis is uh he has absolutely no charisma yeah and it's gonna be because ron DeSantis is gonna be the number one target right they're uh -huh. not gonna go after trump as hard as they would if he was actually there and that puts a a, a target right on DeSantis's back and i don't know how he's gonna fend them off and it's crazy because i feel like vivek generally has like the talking point that can help him appeal more to the like conservative maga base mm -hmm. because ron is just like a governor and although vivek is this like what is it biotech like millionaire, millionaire, yeah, or, millionaire, millionaire. or some shit yeah. like that and obviously not relatable to the average american whatsoever <laughs> he can come through and he can say something like uh what was his story it was like oh i was the executive at this company and all of my underlings wanted yeah. me to support the blm riots but i said no 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 when i left my job because of that mm -hmm. or some shit he can go through and be like i was fired for wokeness and then that yeah. that'll get all of the hogs going buck wild they're like yeah me too brother he's also still on a uh, a journey of trying to convince the american people that hinduism is the same as christianity what? i don't think it's gonna work what? well he's he's trying to say like oh we both believe in one god and it's no, like no they don't I, some sects might but i guess they're not even close it's not they are not similar religions but he's gonna try to convince people they are uh because a lot of uh republicans are racist and all they see right away when they look at vivek is that he's not a white guy is he hindu uh i'm guessing yeah. i i guess if he's trying to convince a bunch yeah. of people <laughs> wow what, yeah. what? <laughs> It's gonna be good. The GOP, it's full of characters right yeah. now. Like that's really it. They're just characters, it, empty husks of people. If you ask it's me, it's gonna be good, especially because this debate is two hours long. Oh, I don't do know it. who decided to make it two hours, <laughs> but that's a long debate. The presidential debates, yeah. Like in 2020, were only like an hour and a half, weren't they? Uh, I, I don't even know if they were an hour and a half long because you got commercial breaks and stuff in that's there. That's true. So, but two hours of debate, I'm sure there'll be, you know, Mike Pillow commercials in there because yeah. it's being run by Fox. Um, that's a long time. <laughs> Every for candidate is sitting on a Mike Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be a marathon for, for the candidates, but also for us as we I, I can't imagine stream. What questions are, are they going to have enough questions to fill that time? How many candidates do we have up there? Six? 
Um, eight, like well, eight? seven because Trump's not going. That, oh damn! Fucking yeah. rip, dude. I know. It's so, so depressing. Sad. Yeah. Instead, he decided to do an interview with Tucker Carlson at the same time so to try and siphon voters away. And it will siphon some people oh, away. From, like they're not going to get as high of ratings as they would. But um, I mean, I get it's just like it's smart political strategy for uh-huh. Trump not to go. But it's still disappointing. Uh, disappointing as someone who. Uh, Wants to see it happen. Exactly. Someone who lives for the content like mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone who wants to see him just bully other bad people. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get some kind of debate with Trump eventually. Maybe, maybe later on in the, the primary. It's so like November, at this point, maybe. do you think he'll even pull up to the presidential debates? He oh, already he'll, he'll has precedent to. of not. He'll, he'll have to go to the presidential debates uh, if he's in the general election against Joe Biden, for sure. You think so? There's no way he doesn't go to those You think he debates. won't make that mistake again and yeah. like skip one of them? Well, he had to skip one because instead. he got COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He got COVID, and then they wouldn't let him show up. I forgot about that. Because he didn't want to test and or wear a mask And they were talking about postponing, but he's yeah. like, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. What time? There were supposed time? I think there were supposed to be three presidential debates, and there was only two because yep. of that. He did but, a town hall with Savannah Guthrie and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when he said, I don't know what QAnon is. And that's when that one lady came up and was like, God, yeah, you're just so up. fucking handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get a debate in like November or December or something before uh, before the primary kicks off with uh, with Trump and, and the rest of the There's a second one scheduled so maybe he'll pull up to that one yeah. after he like already takes the wind out of their sails maybe he'll come through but and be like i'm gonna I, save you i heard that one's being ran by the ronald reagan library or some shit oh, okay. and uh, apparently trump doesn't like the people that run that so he might use that <laughs> as justification to not go Man, so maybe so the third cool. one yeah he's so fucking cool god damn and like it, it is smart strategy because why would he dignify any of them with his presence you know exactly. what i mean he's so far and ahead mm-hmm. of anybody in the polls and i've seen people try and cope i've seen a bunch of people post on like twitter the um the results of polling from this point back in the 2016 election where donald trump was at like one percent and jeb bush was the leading mm-hmm. candidate with 22 points and they're like well actually polling this far doesn't mean anything but like come on well, and the Come political on. environment back then was far different. Yeah. I mean, they had like, I think the Republicans at that point had like 20 or 17 people in yeah. their primary. It was still very much up in the air. And Ted Cruz was there. And Ted Cruz was there. Of course, <laughs> Ted Cruz won Iowa back uh-huh. then. Um, but right now, we know that the base is pretty much solidified around exactly. Donald Trump. Like, it, the, the Republican Party wasn't a cult of personality in 2015 yeah. like exactly. it is now. They haven't molded themselves all around this one guy and are desperately trying to peel away while they still think that they can. And it's crazy, especially because if if you look at the polling right now, all of the other candidates except Trump combined don't have enough to beat Trump. Yeah. So even if somebody broke away from the rest of the pack to challenge Trump, there's just there's not enough votes, according to the polling, for them to even beat him. Yeah. If they got the rest of the votes from everybody else. I think I've seen the the most like liberal poll maybe that I've seen was the one I saw recently that had Vivek leading. Well, not leading in second place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hoping for the Trump indictment, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, and he was only at 13 percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. God, an actual governor losing to Vivek is crazy. Oh just my Just a dude. God, I'd just be a dude who started this. Just some guy that knows how to talk funny. <laughs> oh man, so good. So good. I'm so excited. So everybody, you listening right now, make sure to join us tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Or if you're listening as a loyal loyal patron. You know on Wednesday. Exactly. On you, Wednesday. Are, you already know what to do. Welcome back 
to head in the office, everybody. We got a couple news stories to talk about today. Trump's got a fourth indictment coming down. Oh the my god, he's just collecting them like Pokemon cards. It's, it's getting it's getting pretty rough for him out huh. here. Uh, we got to talk about climate change, so some depressing okay. news. Um, and I think you want to talk about chess later. Oh, we're talking about chess later. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. biggest scandal in chess since uh, the butthole vibrator. If so you ask me. true. Uh, before we get into this episode, though, I will remind you, as we just said, show up for the uh, debate live stream. Let's watch together. Uh, you can show up. We're, we're live streaming it an hour early. We'll, we'll, Starts at 9 o'clock yeah, Eastern. Do a little pre-show. Maybe we'll exactly. run through that leaked document talking about uh, DeSantis's debate points, mm-hmm. which sure was a, a crazy say. thing that leaked because it's apparent. I didn't know that because obviously super PACs can't be generally involved yeah. with like the campaign or anything, but they can coach it in a way where what this pack did, I think it was the Never Back Down pack, is they posted their talking points on a website that just like wasn't accessible to the public but somebody got in anyway and was able to read it yeah they speak to each other through memos basically yeah yeah and then they post that to a website that's technically not directly for them and then they just somehow get a hold of the link to go look at it mm-hmm. so yeah. that's that's cool yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty great uh we're starting at 8 p.m eastern time mm-hmm. show up and maybe we could have a, a little bit of fun exactly who knows who knows mm-hmm. pre-game uh but also if you want to support the show Get some head in the office merch. I'm wearing some right now. If Look you at can, that. If you're watching YouTube, you can see it. Hit Media so LLC. Drippy. You can see right the here. back of the shirt right exactly. here. Exactly. Exactly. It's so good. If you want some merch, headintheoffice.com. We got something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Get yourself something nice. You could also check out the Patreon, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. All of it is there in the description, exactly. of course. And if you if you, if you you want to help out the show completely for free, mm. you know, again, you can follow our socials, but you can also go on Apple and leave a five-star review like these three wonderful people did, starting with Kazoo JB. Righteous Michiganders. I love these guys. I oh, love these guys. My college student son turned me on to them last spring. Every episode brings new insight and humor to all the stupidity of the American right. Well done. Keep up the fight. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Excellent. Uh, Kazoo review. JB. Next review here is that intro music by John D. Sidwell. Now, that same that name sounds familiar to me. Um, you think so? Perhaps we went to college together. I actually don't know. <laughs> if If you are... Uh, if you if you know me personally in the real world, from back in undergrad, let me know. And also, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I like getting recognized in person. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, from John D. Sidwell, he says uh, the cold opens are legendary. Great job, fellas. I do need another two seconds of that intro music. It's just too good. It Jeremy and Gage present a political podcast too good not to share. Informative and super helpful to her but conservative relatives. It scares me how crazy the right is these days. But y'all give me hope, and we can that we can move in the left direction. Ha ha! Oh. Uh, keep up the good work. P.S. Socialize the railroads. 100%. Agreed, agreed. I think I should own the railroads. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. it's like Monopoly. I'm buying all four of them. Yeah, I own them, but like in a good way. Yeah. That's what Mark's met. Yeah, yeah facts, <laughs> facts. It's like the North Face CEO. Exactly. I'm a good billionaire. Precisely. I'm going to be a good billionaire after That's all your thing. humble contributions to the Patreon. But anyway, next <laughs> review by just, just a little opinion. Can't wait to listen to the pod again. Sorry for the late review. I did come from TikTok to check out this podcast at the time I hadn't heard about before. And when I did, I started listening from the first episode to now say that I've listened to every episode. These guys are a solid pair to deliver political news and tell you how it is without feeling hopeless. Not to mention it is worth trying to indoctrinate your family and friends if it's for these two. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, hearing about everybody these past few weeks going through and listening to like the whole backlog coming to Certified Hitto Head yeah. uh, blows my mind because I'm deathly afraid of going back to listening to the first episode <laughs> yeah well that, I, I i listen back to all the episodes so that i can um 
like get clips, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so we yeah. can clip stuff up for our TikTok and Instagram and all that's that. Like and get more right viewers. after the recording. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's right after the recording. We, I don't have to go back and listen to myself from two years ago. That's exactly <laughs> like going back two years and say I can't. I would I fight myself imagine, from two bro. years ago. You know what I'm saying? Oh he was stupid my as hell. God, <laughs> can't imagine the dumbass shit that I said on the internet. Oh my god, on the goodness. internet, no less. Yeah. Uh, well, we got another certified hitto head over here. That's right. Thank you for leaving a review. Uh, is it time to get into the news? Oh, absolutely. And all I gotta say, he might just get hit with Dorico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I listen. I got my uh, my americano from Starbucks this morning. Hell yeah. Uh, had to get it so I could prepare to to. Re- we're reading word for word the indictment. Exactly. Tonight. That's why you left us are so poor. Ex- well, exactly. You always get this Starbucks and avocado episode. toast. I had to get my coffee with a little bit of oat milk in there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, always. Uh, just to prepare for the show. So let's talk about Trump's fourth indictment. Uh, in classic hitto fashion, major news dropped less than 24 hours after we recorded. You know how it goes. And it is the fourth indictment of Donald Trump. Uh, this one, though, concerns that perfect Georgia phone call and Trump's attempt to overturn election results in <laughs> Georgia, of course. Um, and this one's pretty bad. It's like 98 pages long or something. Really? Um, I can't remember if that's similar to the last election overturning uh, indictment we got from the DOJ, but um, it's pretty bad. It's oh, pretty that's bad. So fucking sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. This indictment was introduced by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, and it indicts a total of 19 people. So oh it's not God. just Trump. It's not unindicted co-conspirators. It is 19 people being indicted here. These people include, amongst others, of course, Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, the Kraken, uh-huh. uh, show favorite, and Mark Meadows this time, a name I'm very happy to see because that's another demon in human skin. <laughs> Worked for Mark, Donald Trump. I've heard about Mark Meadows in so long. I know. Well, because he keeps evading the fucking charges, <laughs> but now he's, he's caught up. State Rico charges, he got baby. back to him. They got hit with the same thing that yeah. Young Thug and YSL got hit with. They're There's, fucking done. <laughs> yeah, that's what's hilarious about all of this. Is Fannie Willis is the same district attorney that is charging Young Thug with the Rico? Yeah, and she's got Rico charges a, on Donald Trump. It's, That's it's not so making cool. me feel hopeful for Thug's case. No. Not making me feel hopeful for new music. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Didn't we cover the Young Thug Rico charge a we, while ago? We talked about it a little bit yeah. when Young, because Young Thug and Gunna just had both got charged together and it was like huge news for a little mm-hmm. bit. I think we had a little segment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this does indict a total of 19 people. The names I just read off are just a couple of them. There's tons of other people in this indictment. Yeah. And I, I heard that also uh, Kanye's publicist is mixed up in this somehow. <laughs> Yo, I don't know how. But apparently they're just in the indictment, which I think is really cool. Uh, These 19 defendants are being hit with RICO charges, as we mentioned. For those that don't know, it stands for Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organizations. It's a set of laws created way back when to uh, combat, like, mob crimes and stuff like that. It's usually for, like, gangs. Yeah, and and funny enough, uh, Rudy Giuliani was actually a RICO warrior for quite a while. That's kind of how he made his name as an attorney in New York. He was uh, the guy who who went after organized crime with RICO Uh charges, and now he's getting hit with the RICO charge. That's crazy, bro. Time is a flat circle, Baby, come on. Oh, my goodness. That's all I'm saying. You know, you live long enough. (laughs) You either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there's a list uh, of 40 total charges, 13 of which are against Trump here. Uh, First of which is RICO, but there's also others, including false statement charges, computer theft, forgery, and other than the RICO, my personal favorite, impersonating a public officer. No way. I got to know if they put a costume on. I got to know. You think so? Like, was it a cop? Was it an election official? (laughs) Was it like, did they put it, did they put a costume or on? Is it, is it the fake, does this have anything to do with the fake electors from the other charges? Uh, maybe, yeah. See that, but that's not nearly as fun as like Rudy Giuliani dressed up as a girl again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rudy, <yeah. laughs> and then maybe Trump and him kissed again. Mm-hmm. That would have been sick. 
I gotta know if they put like a costume on, like a disguise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I gotta know. Two kids in a trench coat. When, when a movie is made about this in like 15 years, then we'll finally know the truth. I can't wait. But um, uh, those are just some of the charges. There's also others, of course. And this time around, this is very exciting news. So <laughs> okay. strap yourselves in. If you're driving, maybe pull over. Yeah. Uh, if you're standing, maybe sit down. Okay. All right. And the news here is that for this case, we are going to be getting both mug shots <gasps> and televised hearings. See, this is going to be the greatest time of my see, life. Hearing that, we got to hop on. We got to, this is a business meeting now. Fuck the pod. <laughs> we we got to hop on the mugshot t shirt train <laughs> before all the other conservatives do. Wait, is that like, uh, it, it, there's no like copyright rules around just putting a mugshot on t shirt? I don't think, I think mugshots are like public and like they're all public. Right. Well, yeah, I'd I guess it's owned the, by Georgia. If the picture is just like out there for anyone to view. Does it also exist for, like, the public to use? You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and this was, I think this indictment dropped, like, last Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. Yeah. The news came out, like, Monday, right after we recorded. But Uh the, the actual indictment itself came out on Thursday, I think. And it said that everybody named in the indictment had 10 days to surrender themselves. Uh. So I would assume that's when mugshots are taken. And I would guess some outlet like TMZ or something will leak them as soon as they get them. I, I, I would hope. And the only I mean, good thing TMZ has ever done or will ever do. Could you imagine <laughs> we just get uh, another set of merch out real quick with we, the mugshots? We, we got to. The Giuliani mugshot. <laughs> oh, fuck. That'd be so fucking cool, dude. Oh, my goodness. This is great. This is putting such a big smile on my face. <laughs> yeah. Well, and of course, it's, it's going to be televised. The, tri- that, the whole trial yeah, the whole trial is going to be televised, which is going to be, I, if this happens before the election, which Fannie Willis says she wants to do this before the election, I don't know if she'll be able to pull it off. Okay. But if this does happen before the general, during the general, whatever, um, that's going to be really bad for Trump being in court every single day. Oh, my nobody God. Nobody looks good on a court camera. And it's like, how are you going to campaign when you have to just like be in court in Georgia? Right. You can't make your campaign stops. Yeah. Do, you, do you just rally outside the courthouse all the time? Do you rally outside the courthouse? Also, it's going to be, it's like the, the Alex Jones effect. Like, are you just going to lie in court? Are you going to, oh, true. like, after that day of court is done, are you going to go and shit talk the judge? And then you're going to get pulled <laughs> in and the judge is going to be like, hey, yo, bro, we just talked about this. Are you going to Photoshop <laughs> the judge as, like, a Jewish demon or some yeah, shit? Yeah. Isn't that what Alex Jones yes. did? Oh, my God. Right after um, he was being accused of doing that to, I think, the parents who lost kids during Sandy yep. Hook. He was like, no, I, I didn't do that. And then he went and did it to the judge. <laughs> I forgot how unhinged the Alex Jones trial was. You got to respect it, though, right? You do. Like, I respect the hustle because, like, at that point, game is game. Exactly. <laughs> you got to respect the game at that point. So it's not just the uh, the Georgia phone call that's in uh, contention here. Although it is one part, and it's the most notorious and the one that we know about because yeah. he literally says, find me one more vote than I need. <laughs> um, but this indictment also refers to all of the action that was taken in an attempt to take away electors from Joe Biden. Also, a very important note here, and okay. this is also very exciting. Unlike the two Department of Justice cases against him, Trump cannot pardon himself here so because cool. it's state charges. And on top of that, and this is a Georgia specific thing. Yeah. The Republican governor, uh, what's his name? Brad. No, no, that's no. the secretary of state. Oh, that's true. I can't, that's whoever the governor around. of Georgia is, I can't. Brian Kemp. Kemp. Yep. Brian Kemp. Uh, he cannot pardon Trump if Trump is convicted, at least not right away. It's law in Georgia that you have to serve at least five years of your term at le- before oh the governor can consider uh, pardoning you. And on top of that, there's an, a, a board of people that consider yeah. pardons. It's not just Kemp. So if Trump does get hit with charges and he does go to jail, he gets convicted, then um, it's at least five years. And in prison Rico's on their own are like heavy time, aren't they? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like nobody gets off easy on a Rico. And it's Rico plus 12 others for Trump. 
You know what I mean? Damn, like, bro. Damn. So it's uh, it's really not looking good for Trump, but that is exciting. And also, I mean, like, obviously for the pardon thing, I like that uh, Trump can't get pardoned. But yeah. generally, it kind of speaks to a, a pretty harsh criminal justice system <laughs> in Georgia. But I'm okay with it being used against Trump. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah the prison system is my enemy. But right now, <laughs> we're both angry at Trump. You know, not anything is wholly bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really. Now, Fannie Willis, uh, the DA, she said she intends to try all 19 defendants at the same time, which sounds... What does that mean? uh, Like they're all going to be on trial together. Like back-to-back court days, or they're all like sitting at one tiny desk? Well, it's all one trial. (laughs) I I don't know. It's like like an NPR video. (laughs) No, Yeah, they're all getting tried at the same time during the same court case. Uh, They're not breaking it up into separate trials or anything like that, which I think is probably the right move, but seems pretty difficult to pull off. If you want to do that before the November 2024. Remember, you know if I, mean? I was the never back down pack, I'd be hitting up every single person in there trying to pay them money to snitch. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> well, and, and that's why I think that she's doing all 19 at once because she either intends or already has gotten some of them to flip. Like Mark Meadows, spineless creature. Yeah. Absolute miscreant. Oh. I guarantee you that he's flipped. He's like, dog, I'm not going to prison for this. Are you kidding? <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. No, I, I guarantee you some of them have like. I don't know which one of these 19 people are true believers. Obviously, Trump can't flip on himself. Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going to get got uh, if anybody gets got. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe Rudy Giuliani flips, although he's been loyal this whole time. But I guarantee you at least some of them are going to Bro say, was loyal through his disbarment. Yeah. That's crazy. John Eastman also is in this, and he's getting disbarred as well. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Maybe Sidney Powell will flip. Maybe the Kraken will flip. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, uh I would assume that that's why they're all being tried together is because the, they're trying to get some to crack. And, and they will. Like Damn, 19 that's people. So good. Yeah. That's 19 like spineless like DC people. Yeah. Privileged their whole entire lives. They got to crack. Yeah. That that summarizes the uh, the indictment itself. But in response to his fourth indictment, in <laughs> response to his fourth indictment, Donald Trump posted the following on okay. Truth Social. He said, quote, a large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report. On the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and will, pre- and will be presented to me or will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday of next week in Bedminster, New Jersey. Wait, like tomorrow? That's That was what the tweet said or Man, the, the truth said. Why couldn't he say like Wednesday well, on Thursday? I, I got a direct follow up to oh. this. Uh, he he then walked back this statement <laughs> on Thursday and posted the following. He said, "Rather than releasing the report on the rigged and stolen election in Georgia twenty the Georgia twenty twenty presidential election on Monday, my lawyers would prefer putting this." I believe irrefutable and overwhelming evidence of election fraud and irregularities and formal legal filings as we fight to dismiss this disgraceful indictment by by publicity and campaign finance seeking DA who sadly presides over the record breaking murder and violent crime area Atlanta. Therefore, the news conference is no longer necessary. I promise I copy pasted this directly. Bro got hit with the gag order and he still couldn't stop himself from hitting that Democrat run cities. Yeah, I, I copy pasted this directly and I still don't know exactly what he's trying to say here. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing he's saying like, yes, there's evidence, but if I try to unveil it right now, uh, I'm going to get hit with more charges. <laughs> and and I but, guess it's just, yeah, his lawyers hit him with the gag order. They're like, Trump, you need to shut the fuck up right now. Oh, 100%. You've been hit with four crazy different indictments mm-hmm. with a billion different charges. You're, you're done, though, yeah. buddy. Yeah, no, Please stop stuff. making it worse for yourself. But he forgot what they told him to say, and he couldn't help himself. The lawyers got to him, uh, and I guess the, I don't know, the lawyers 
they fell to the woke mind virus. Man, I'd be so stressed. Yeah. If yeah. I was Trump's lawyer right now, I'd be, I'd be, oh my God, kicking and screaming, pulling my hair out every single night, falling asleep at my desk. Like, what is going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, you think this is the one that put Trump's away? I think Trump this away? is the most damning of all the four indictments so yeah, far. It's bad. And maybe that's just because I'm a little biased because I'm kind of sick. I'm kind of sick about hearing of January 6th news, even yeah. though obviously it's like super significant, but it oh, yeah. feels less palpable than the Georgia phone call. Yeah, uh, the Georgia phone, the perfect Georgia phone call is perfect for the yeah. prosecuting team. Uh, but for the the documents one, I think is bad, but it's not, it's something you can imagine Trump doesn't go to prison over. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he gets a slap on the wrist, something bad happens, but you can imagine him not going to jail. The Elvin Bragg one about uh, Stormy Daniels campaign finance, like I don't think anything's going to happen oh, with that. Oh yeah, that one's just really about misusing campaign finance for like hush money yeah. or some shit like that. But the last two... Uh, the DOJ one for J6, and yeah. then this one for Georgia. These are pretty bad. Damning. Yeah, they're really bad. Yeah. Especially because his only defense so far that he's presented in public has been like, oh, but free speech. <laughs> and both indictments have said like, yeah, dog, you can say whatever you want, but you tried to overturn an yeah. election. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, it's it's certainly not trivial. No, it's like, and especially like with the documents thing, it's like I feel like there's like a a pretty good case. I don't think I don't think it's a good case, but I think large swaths of his base obviously think it's a good case, and maybe met, like moderates are like, mm -hmm. well, other presidents didn't give back files. Right. It's the least damning one, but goddamn, bro, no other person has been caught as hard as he was on the Georgia <laughs> phone call. <laughs> well, and he was caught pretty hard on the documents case too, where he that's was like, true. "Look at these; that's these are military secrets. Look he's, at hey, them. Hey, you want to see these? You want to yeah, see these black sites that we have all over the world? <laughs> he's begging people without a security clearance to look at these documents. He said, "Hey, look at all of our weaknesses." That's just the funniest one to me. Is he's just like, "Yeah, take a look." They're all damning. He he obviously committed these crimes, but I you know I want him to have his day in court, and I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching this. Maybe yeah. stream it. Maybe yeah. I'll quit my job. Yeah. Just stream this Look, all the time. I, I want Trump to go to jail after facing due process and all the rights that are given to every citizen. Naturally. Exactly. Like, I want it to be a fair yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, he's a bad guy. I think I, the odds are stacked against him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Um, also, I've seen some people making the tired argument that the four indictments that Trump is now mm -hmm. having to deal with makes him look good because it sort of fulfills his victim complex yeah, that the, he always tries to The more indictments you get, the, the right. better it is for you. First of all, my question is, like, what are we supposed to do about it then, right? Like, if uh -huh. your worry is that indicting Trump or hitting him with all of these charges makes him look good, then do we just let anyone running for president get away with whatever crime they want? Yeah. That doesn't seem like an alternative to me. I feel yeah. like you got to pursue him for the crimes that he's committed. And he'll get his day in court, of course, to prove himself innocent. Uh -huh. But, And the other thing is, like, I don't think this delivers him the presidency at all. No. I think being constantly, for this Georgia case at least, being constantly on TV during the general election campaign in a courtroom will not look good for him. I think the Georgia all. case is going to be the most damning thing when it comes to any of the indictments actually hurting his campaign. Yeah. Because they're going to play the audio. They're going to show everything that happened, like everything that transpired from it, all the dumb shit that he did. And the news is going to hopefully hammer at home. And I don't think that moderate people can really get past that. Yeah. Well, and you still might have in some polling, say, 45% of the country that's like, yeah, Trump shouldn't go to jail yeah. over any of these charges, right? But I think that's a snapshot of how people feel right now. Mm -hmm. But once you get more news coming out about the DOJ cases, about this Georgia case, once he's on TV, the mugshot comes out. <laughs> once all of that happens, I think people's, at least some people's opinion, the people in the middle, their opinion will start to change. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's just a, a Joe Biden versus Donald Trump again. 
I don't think there's any universe where this is good for him. No. You can maybe argue that its effects won't be as big as some liberals are saying they will mm-hmm. be, but uh, I, I don't think it's a it's a good thing for him God at all. Damn, man, the Joe Biden Donald Trump rematch is crazy. Yeah. That's just a crazy thing to think about. <laughs> yeah. That was already a wild like couple months. Oh my Probably God. Probably getting it again, most likely. Yeah, I right? think so. Uh, I also think it's very important that Trump's co-conspirators here are getting indicted. Uh, all not all of them are getting indicted, but eighteen of yeah. them are getting indicted. Uh, I think it's it's not enough for just one guy to get punished for the crime that happened because like the GOP is going to try to do it again with some other guy at some yeah. point. Right. Like they're an anti-democratic party. They've proved this time and time again. And it is good to have Donald Trump get punished to some extent. But I think it's more important almost or maybe as important that people like Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell also get punished yeah. because they tried to overturn the election as well. And it's also like Trump wouldn't have been capable of organizing something like exactly. that on his own. He very much needed people like Giuliani and Powell to come through and like egg him on and be like, hey, hey, yeah, maybe we got right. something going here if you give us a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in a in a just society, you get punished for doing bad things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and And that serves as a sort of symbol to others like hey don't do that don't try to overturn election <laughs> you can't do that if there's ever a thing not to do it's yeah. probably that <laughs> but i think that uh that sums up uh our election news or our uh, fourth trump indictment news and kind of a that little does. bit of election news. you think there'll be a fifth next week maybe it seems like they've just been coming through just bam 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 i don't know where else it would be i mean i guess you could get more state charges for trying to overturn the election in those states like michigan wisconsin yeah, etc didn't he send fake electors or there were like fake electors sent to a bunch of states well, i think it was like seven different states yeah so you just have everyone hit him with it just rack 11 indictments <laughs> yeah <laughs> but george is the only one where he said let me get eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes <laughs> <laughs> that's the most damning piece of evidence out of all of it he calls up the dude responsible for elections and says, give me the exact amount I need to win. Said, hey, man, Brad. Like, you just got to don't say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> just don't say that. They can't. He can't help himself. Yeah. He can't help himself. Yeah. It's a common theme amongst these politician types. Uh, I think we got to move on to some probably more important news overall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's generally we got some climate news, but mm-hmm. specifically we're foc- focusing on Hawaii. Uh, some of you may have already seen the news about the destruction sure. that's going on in Maui right now. Lahaina specifically, I think, is the... The coastal town, mm-hmm. I think it's a town or city or something like that. Uh, basically, there was a massive wildfire here about a week and a half ago. The death toll is up to around 110, making it one of the most deadly wildfires in U.S. history. This number is going to continue to climb as more searching is done. That's what the governor already said. But yeah. more than 2,000 homes and buildings have been destroyed. Basically, the entire city of Lahaina is just leveled. Done. It, it's all just rubble. It's just dust. Uh, everything's been burned to the ground, basically. And a lot of people only survived because they either got out somehow beforehand uh-huh. or they jumped into the ocean. That is insane. Yeah. Which is just <laughs> what? terrifying. And now the direct cause of the wildfire at the moment is unclear as of August 20th. But what we do know is that they, they had sirens set up. They had what they claimed was the most sophisticated siren system in the on the planet yeah for uh detecting wildfires and like alarming people that Uh they're happening the sirens didn't go off Uh, wow Uh, police officers did not tell people to evacuate their homes and residents were basically left uh on their own to deal with the wildfire how did that happen uh well i'm not exactly sure how it happened seen some weird things like some conflicting reports about whether or not the guy who was in charge of the uh of letting the alarm system go off actually is at fault for not mm-hmm. letting the alarm system go off. But I, I don't know like necessarily like what to think of it. It just seems like something that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Yeah. And the, the guy who was in charge of that system had said like, even if we did have the sirens go off, 
that the fire was moving so quickly that it wouldn't have made much of a difference. I'm not an expert on these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly if that's true, but I got to believe that you got the sirens there for a reason. Uh-huh. Why not have them go off and at least maybe have a chance for people to like, know what's going on? Even if it's late. Yeah. There are still going to be, I don't know, some people, no matter how small, that will hear it and be able to get out in time, I would think, unless this fire is just moving so fucking fast that no one can comprehend it. Right. Well, and yeah, it, it was moving fast, yeah. but I, why else do you have the sirens if uh-huh. not to use them on a wildfire? Like, they're wildfire <laughs> sirens. Because wildfires are a major issue. Anyway. The fire just, starts and it's like, oh, well, what's the point now? It seems like the local government here majorly, majorly dropped the ball. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people died because of it. People lost their homes. Not necessarily because the sirens didn't go off, but they lost their homes because this wildfire happened. And, you know, they were probably a lot more panicked than they would have been had they known beforehand uh-huh. what was going on. Or if the sirens were going off that they know is for wildfires yeah. and they could comprehend, oh, maybe this is a wildfire that's doing all this mm-hmm. and I should take those precautions. Yeah, yeah. That seems to be why the system is there, but they didn't, <laughs> they didn't use it properly. And as to the cause of this, again, it's not hasn't been conclusively found what mm-hmm. the cause is, but some are saying that it could be the fault of a company called Hawaii Electric. Is Hawaii Electric like the Texas thing? How Texas has its own grid? And it's privatized. And it's privatized? Yeah. And also, if you remember when we talked about uh, Puerto Rico, I think, a while Uh ago, we talked about how their grid is mostly privatized. Okay. It's basically the same thing, and it's not going to surprise you where I'm going. I'm sensing a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, take all this with a grain of salt. Because it's not conclusive it's if it's the fault of an electric company it's or exactly what it is. Right uh, but there is a lawsuit out against the company for the cause of the wildfire. Okay. So I figured it would be um, important to cover. It's also important to note that anytime a wildfire happens or some kind of natural disaster occurs, it's typically a combination of things. In Hawaii, it's usually like dry wildlife and also mm-hmm. non-native wildlife. It's um, excessive heat. There was a hurricane nearby, so winds were very high. Yeah. It's a combination of things, of course, but... um. Private companies tend to play a role when things go wrong. (laughs) Okay, okay. So Hawaii Electric is this company that controls 95% of all power supplied to Hawaii residents. like, what's the point of the other 5%? I don't know. Maybe, like, the ultra-rich get a different electric company. Oh, (laughs) true, true. But 95% of all Hawaiian residents have Hawaii Electric. It's like 1.4 million people live on the island, just to give some perspective. Now, fallen power lines are typical causes of wildfires you can... You can take a guess why. uh, Electricity hot. Right. Uh, And to combat this, dry and hot states like California, for example, typically use a power shutoff plan, which when weather conditions are such that power lines might Mm -hmm. fall and cause a fire, they just turn power off to those areas. Uh, It's it's just a means of ensuring that if a power line does fall down, that a fire doesn't start. Yeah. And other uh, some cities just like put the power lines underground, of course, but that's pretty expensive, which is why companies Uh typically don't do that. Hawaii Electric, of course, was told to do this. Uh, they ah. said that people were telling them that you need to have a method of de-energizing your lines because Hawaii is a windy place. And was it like the government telling them to do this? Pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. They Sounds were, damning. <laughs> yeah, they were told to, to have a method of de-energizing their lines. They didn't do that. They were aware that power shutoff strategies were a thing and they just didn't employ them. And huh. the reason this is notable is because dozens of power lines fell because, again, there was hurricane, uh, hurricane speeded winds. Super a hurricane high nearby. speeds. Yeah. So there were high winds nearby because of a hurricane and although it still the cause hasn't been directly determined Mm. 
it would be a, another example of, of private companies just refusing to spend money on something that would protect people during a disaster. Yeah, it's it's just like the the Texas the people who control the Texas grid, yep. the private Texas grid. That they didn't weatherize the Who systems. were told, hey, you know, sometimes every once in a while it does snow here and it does get very cold. You need to make sure that in the event that it does, people aren't without power and yep. you need to weatherize the system and make sure that it can withstand these temperatures. Although they are unlikely, you need to make sure you do this because exactly. people's lives are at risk. And they just didn't. And then a yeah, bunch of people died. It's this uh, really fun intersection of climate change and the profit motive. Yeah. That is just causing a lot of devastation right uh-huh. now <laughs> through the past <laughs> few years. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing happened in Texas. A similar thing happened in Puerto Rico that we covered. Uh, it's just uh, companies ignoring precautions that they should be taking because they'd be costly, because they view them as not likely, mm-hmm. even though because climate change is occurring, uh, disastrous weather events and conditions are more likely yeah. to happen, which cause See, things like wildfires, uh, flash freezes, stuff like that. See, maybe we just need more competition when it comes mm. to the people who supply energy in Hawaii so that one of them might actually have done that, you know, because really it's competition that breeds this innovation. <laughs> yeah. and competition it's, is, is going to encourage it's, people it's to drive the cost of production up. That's what's <laughs> exactly. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Competition is what's going to encourage not cost-cutting measures, but actually cost-incurring measures <laughs> yeah. because they're safer, and that's what the free market does, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously the point here is that companies, when they're companies when they occupy an industry that's not just run as a public, public utility uh, that's owned by the government have very little incentive to invest in industries that should be public utilities that you absolutely need to maintain a modern way of life and a modern standard of living especially on an island yeah what are we talking about something tells me people can't really get by without power anymore yeah yeah (laughs) and even more damning evidence is that we know that the company had submitted a previous government filing where they stated that the risk of fire for their utility systems was pretty high and that they Man. had plans of implementing a power shutoff strategy, but they just they just never did it. Oh, cool. Uh, so they they knew that this could have been a problem, and they just did nothing about so it. No, which no, again we're, is a we're planning on it, but it's not within the I don't know like eight billion jillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, last well, year. And and that's the point is that these safety measures don't deliver any extra profit, and they're pretty costly. Same as putting power lines underground. Uh, there's no real incentive other than government oversight to do anything like this, and uh, that's why you know running these things according to the profit motive, according to the whims of the market never really works out well especially when disaster strikes like this yeah um because this could have been the cause right they, they could be at fault for this wildfire yeah oh absolutely that's yeah. fucking ridiculous especially yeah. when they know they mm-hmm. know they're just they just choose not to act mm-hmm. despicable yeah. and also uh one thing i want to touch on before we move on to biden's response is that the uh the cause of the lahaina wild- wildfires that you know happened in hawaii have been a huge source of conspiracy, actually. I don't know if you've seen any of this. No. There's been... Oh, uh, th- I saw been, Tim Pool. I was going to say, there's been a lot of conspiracies floating around about these Hawaii wildfires. Yeah. Tim Pool said Tim uh, it was Chinese space lasers caused these wildfires. Which is like, which is it's fun. not as crazy as when the California wildfires were going on and Marjorie Taylor Greene said it was Jewish space lasers. Yeah, yeah. But it's of of the same cloth. Well, it's, it's not anti-Semitic. Yeah. But it is still just as crazy to say that it was Chinese space lasers. Some conservatives blamed it on Oprah because I guess she bought some land or intends to buy some land in Maui. You know, I hear the best way to, you know, land is an appreciating asset. Uh-huh. And I hear the best way to make it appreciate quicker is to start a huge fucking fire in the area. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, a fire which you can't control. Yeah, uh, which could just burn the land that you intend to buy. Uh huh. Seems like a or really that good you idea. Bought and yeah. invested in. Yeah, yeah. God. So there's been some crazy conspiracy theories, and all of these, of course, take advantage of the nuanced science that is understanding climate change, wildfires, mm-hmm. disasters, and this kind of thing. But I really love how this is like a, a perfect microcosm of how people will do anything but blame our system of profit. for what's happening to the planet, right? Because if they acknowledge that it's climate change, then they're acknowledging that there's something wrong with the way we run our economy that is destroying the globe. And And that, in a recognition of that, would would fundamentally challenge the the base of their ideology, and they can't do it. And just throwing out Chinese space lasers is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course, it's Tim Pool. And it's like, I don't even think, does Tim Pool even get money from, like, oil, like Daily Wire and PragerU does? I have no idea. He might just be crazy for the love of the game. Oh, my God. Game is game. Yeah. Game is game. Fuck, dude. Yeah, it's just they it's god people will blame anything but climate change on things that climate change is directly causing i wish i could get out there and just say anything Mm -hmm. when something crazy happens yeah just get out there and say whatever comes to my mind things that happen in my wildest dreams yeah yeah well and they they had some like pretext for blaming it on china somehow really but i don't think there was really of course there's no evidence backing Uh any of the things that he said uh people were like oh my god why are some of these trees still standing it's like dog trees hold moisture It's Uh (laughs) it's a basic understanding of science that these people lack but it's also so they can't blame climate change for all these disasters, whether it's in Texas or in Puerto Rico or in Hawaii or whatever else it is. They cannot blame climate change because doing so is a recognition that our economic system is what is destroying yeah. the earth. Our drive for profit and our destruction of the planet is goes hand in hand. Yeah. They are directly linked. I think on top of that and on top of funding that a lot of these conservative organizations get from people who are directly responsible for climate change, I think a lot of it's just a sunk cost for them. Yeah, they've gone so hard. And this, I think, extends to just regular like people on the ground to regular conservatives like uh, your family members or whatever. But people have gone so hard against climate change that I think it'd be a betrayal of themselves for them to turn around and say, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Yeah, maybe all of these things are happening because climate change is happening. And all the years I've spent defending like cars. Mm-hmm. and shit have been wasted maybe it's just yeah. a sunk cost because i don't know how you can come up with this shit yeah no i i think a recognition of climate change really does um challenge people to their core yeah and, and people don't like that so they have to result to insane conspiracy theories to explain the world around Which is them. like a wild thing to stake your identity on mm-hmm. and to stake your sense of self on as being a climate change yeah. denier yeah as always with with things like this uh or other disasters that we see say in like east palestine ohio or something like that yeah. The cause of these uh, disasters, it's its on its face, right? It's uh-huh. bold. We can see exactly what the cause is. It's usually a combination of deregulation, uh, companies acting in accordance with the profit motive and climate change. Yeah. And if you don't really recognize that that is the problem, it's going to lead you to all sorts of conspiracies where it's like, you know, Joe Biden is putting fluoride in the water to make you gay and it's, or something. I, I think part of it is I think in like the, the 2010s and the early 2000s, I don't think people went hard enough against climate deniers. Mm-hmm. I'm getting these vague memories from like middle school and elementary school where like when you're first learning about writing argumentative essays, like your little first intro paragraph, uh, one paragraph point, second paragraph yeah, yeah, rebuttal, yeah. third paragraph point conclusion the perfect paragraph the perfect paragraphs like come on when first learning about those i remember a lot of times in elementary and middle school it was like oh do you guys think climate change is real or fake yeah and even in like institutions of education 
climate deniers were given like a, a fair like chance. Yeah, level playing ground. A level yeah. playing field yeah. to just talk about their things, and they weren't shut down like they should have. And, and, and I think that did a lot of damage. It's crazy because we've had climate science for a while now. Yeah. Uh, and it's especially more conclusive now. It's like 99% of all scientists agree that climate change uh-huh. is happening. <laughs> And that it's caused by human beings. <laughs> There's no getting around it. It's just the truth. We have the graphs. Uh, even back in like the, whenever Marx was alive, 18 something, uh-huh. Marx recognized that capitalism was destroying the earth, that we were yeah. pulling resources for the sake of profit from the earth faster than the earth could heal itself. Of course, he didn't have climate science back mm-hmm. then. And he was writing around the time of the industrial revolution. But he did but, have like rampant pollution going on. Yeah. But like even back then we understood as human beings, people on the left understood that we were destroying the planet. Uh-huh. It's even more obvious now with all the different measures that we have have and yet people still because they cannot admit that it's real find some other way to explain everything else that's going on and at least the people blaming it on jewish space lasers or now chinese <laughs> space lasers or oprah winfrey or fucking whatever else it's, it's just uh it's it's a brain rot is what it is it, it is bad. a brain rot and I, I think i think schools do have some some bit to blame for that uh-huh. and just like other institutions do for not going crazy about it I, even just like a little side note i think schools in the sake of like trying to teach you how to argue for positions give way too much credence to sides they shouldn't i remember yeah. senior year in my arc class which was like the advanced something it was mm-hmm. like your last language arts before you graduate. Uh, we had to write like a three-page paper about whether we think the US should invade uh intervene in venezuela i ain't no shit about (laughs) any of that when i was 18 years old right i had no idea i'm sitting there doing this doing this paper on spring break like i don't want to fucking do this i'm just gonna write something Mm -hmm. and luckily i found myself on the right side but a lot of people didn't because how would we this is just an english class yeah we have no training in this we're just going out and doing something for an essay yeah like neutrality is not always objective right no like you can't take a neutral position when the answer is pretty clear yeah uh, and I, I personally liked the way at least my college professors handled it for my political science department. They would basically say, like, this is, you know, what we're teaching. They mm-hmm. wouldn't tell us what to believe, but they would say, you know, some of them would say this is the yeah. side that I'm on. And they would say, like, uh, for your essay, you know, you can make an argument. But if that argument sucks, you're getting graded down. Exactly. <laughs> if your argument isn't the truth, if it's not deductively true or at least inductively true, then, yeah, you're going to lose points because uh-huh. you're you're not making a good argument. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how it should be done. Yeah. That's how it should yeah. be done because you realize a lot of these conservative positions just can't be well argued for. Yeah. Just point blank. They can't be. They're, they're, they're not truth. The, the evidence isn't there or you you can't make conclusive arguments based on valid premises like yeah it's you, you got to be able to argue uh-huh. and if you can't make an argument then your point doesn't stand exactly like, that's like an enlightenment era understanding of, <laughs> of debates and arguments. a common theme we talk yeah. about just forgetting enlightenment principles i think it's time to move on to biden's response because it is a bit of nuance we yeah. got to talk about here so a lot of people have criticized joe biden for his lack of response for the maui fires uh it took several days admittedly it it did take several days for his administration to say anything publicly. Which is weird. Which is a bad look. Why? Like, just why? This is the case for, like, every issue, I feel like, for Biden. Like, he yeah. takes, like, three days before he says anything, which is strange. And it's like, I don't understand. For some issues, I get that there could be nuance. But when a fucking wildfire breaks out and people lose their lives and livelihoods, mm-hmm. like... There, there, there's no like wrong side you can be on unless you're on yeah. the side of the fire. And I know he's and not. Of course, <laughs> right? Yeah. Of course. In response to this, Republicans have been pressing him in the media. They've been calling his lack of response disgraceful. I think that's what Trump said. Mm-hmm. They've also been, of course, bringing up how we spent, you know, quadrillion in USD on Ukraine, but nothing to Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, Of course, this isn't the truth. Biden has already, his admin at least, has already mobilized some 500 federal workers to help out. Uh, FEMA has been providing tens of thousands of meals and waters, blankets, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. 
Coast Guard, the Coast Guard and the Marines have been mobilized to fight fires and and, uh, search for survivors. So is it enough? Is Biden doing enough? Does he need to do more? Of course, he needs to do more. There's always more that can be done. Um, But still, it's, it's not that he's literally done nothing. That, yeah. That's not the truth. And it also doesn't help that there's a lot of weird misinformation that's spreading about this particular like disaster. I had seen, I was reading an AP article earlier today where they were talking about a video that went viral mm-hmm. of some girl telling people not to accept FEMA aid because then that gives the government a loophole to seize your land and home. What the fuck? And it went mega viral. Like that it got a real. ton of fucking views. And it's obviously misinformation. Like yeah. the AP was going through like, yo, do not listen to this shit. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't help the fact that like, okay, this video went viral. The AP article's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And also it, it's worthy to note that it's it's pretty rich that the same people mad at Joe Biden right now are the ones who, for example, defended Donald Trump for delaying and blocking aid to Puerto Rico in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Of course we had that infamous moment of Donald Trump throwing paper towels <laughs> into a crowd. Like obviously Biden needs to do more. Of course, when disasters happen, especially, you know, Hawaii is a state. Yeah. Biden needs to be doing more, but it's not as if Trump has a good record on natural disasters. No, absolutely. And not. don't even bring up George H or George W. Bush <laughs> for a second. Don't talk about his response to Katrina. Come on now. Well, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not even going to start to talk about that, but like, obviously presidents usually don't do a great job with disasters, but it's not like Biden's doing nothing. No. And it's also not like Trump or any Republican is good when it comes to disasters. Yeah. Pretty sure Republicans pretty routinely defund FEMA, by the way. Didn't Trump do that, like, famously defund FEMA or something? And I know, uh, God, what was it, uh, Rand Paul? Yeah. Uh, Had, like, a big thing that we covered, I think, last year where he just wanted to get, get rid of FEMA. Yeah. Or completely defunded or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. You covered a story where he was like, uh, or he was blocking aid when some state had hurricanes. But then Kentucky And then again, had, Kentucky yeah, was like, guys, like, we <laughs> really need FEMA support. <laughs> Come on, bro. I really need it. I really need this aid. And of course he got it because like Democrats aren't going to block FEMA aid. Yeah, because you know that's I mean? the evil thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but when it when it comes to anything that's not Rand Paul state, he's like, no, governments don't need to step nah, in this here. is this is overreach. This is government overreach. This is too much spending. My tax dollars Adver- Go to disaster aid. Adversity makes you stronger. <laughs> this is. I did bring up East Palestine earlier, and I think it's kind of similar in a way uh, when it comes to the Republican response, right? Because we see some kind of environmental disaster in East Palestine. It was a train derailment, but here yeah. it's a it's a wildfire. Biden probably doesn't do enough. He certainly didn't do enough in East mm-hmm. Palestine, as we talked about before. But then Republicans come in. And they criticize Biden, despite being the same ones that kind of caused disasters like this, right? Yeah. With East Palestine, they deregulated the rail industry. It was his fault. Yeah, they deregulated the rail industry. And then uh, for the wildfires, Republicans continuously refused to do anything about climate change. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't have done anything about Hawaii Electric being a private company that has a monopoly in the state. They, they probably would have gave him the extra 5%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, Republicans are never the ones that are actually trying to solve these issues. They kind of just use it as a, as a means of critiquing Biden in an area where they probably would have done worse. And it's funny because this is coming from the don't politicize this crowd. Absolutely. They're always the ones that are like, oh, don't politicize disasters. People lost their lives. And then anytime it's not them on the chopping block, it's, oh, this is a political disaster. It's just so rich how they only have principles when they're not in power mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it yeah yeah uh moving on from hawaii real quick some more climate news some more climate news yeah uh in this this is a bit of a smaller story but still pretty important okay. uh last couple weeks arizona has been hitting record cha- temperatures oh which i guess um well it's new because it's a record but it's not new in the sense that every year we're hitting record yeah, temperatures it, it, it's an already hot state too so that's kind yeah. of alarming especially for a state that has a place called death valley uh but yeah it's got death valley <laughs> and it's uh dry heat so there's yeah. just no moisture in the it's air. Good. And this was a crazy number that I saw. 
July's average temperature for Arizona was 102 degrees. Man, that's crazy. That's average. Y'all got to get out of there. The, the cold days are dragging it down. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's a, over the 100 cold days average. when it's like 80 degrees. <laughs> yeah, dragging it down. That was the average. Of course, as we've talked about, undeniably caused by climate change. And Maricopa County alone has already confirmed that almost 100 heat-related deaths have happened in 2023 oh for that God, county. Fuck. Uh, because it's 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 really bad and excessive heat. Obviously bad for Arizona uh, because, you know, people are going to suffer. But to an extent, Arizona has a lot of infrastructure to combat heat because they're typically used for Death Valley. Not like this record heat, Mm -hmm. obviously. But generally speaking, Arizona knows how to handle the heat. Uh, But for states that don't know how to handle the heat, say a state like Michigan or or states that are further in the north, when heat waves like this eventually hit these states because they will it's going to be really bad because in a place like michigan we don't really have the infrastructure to deal with no, massive heat all. like 100 degree average temperatures we get like a couple hundred degree days like every summer yeah. and i'm fucking panting and kicking right. and screaming and crying right and it's it's only going to get worse because of climate change especially for the poorest people that don't have things like air conditioning or unhoused people that mm-hmm. don't have shelter at all when these heat waves hit especially in cities that have tons of cement it's going to be really bad. And it's like also just weird thinking about how this has panned out throughout my life. Like here in Michigan, I remember going trick-or-treating when mm-hmm. I was a kid. It used to snow on Halloween, like yeah. fairly often. Now it doesn't feel like it snows until December. Sometimes January. Sometimes Jan- <laughs> Now we've been getting like 70 degree. Yeah. It's for the last like four or five years. We've been getting like 70 degree days until like December. Yeah. And now our winters aren't from like October to February. They're from January to like March. Yeah. Yeah. Winter's gotten a lot shorter. Yeah. And, and it's just and like summer's been over. a lot hotter. And we don't have spring anymore. Yeah. There's no more spring. <laughs> like, yeah. Like people yeah. say that climate change is going to be like most noticeable in the short time in that like we're going to be just at two ends of the extreme. Yeah. We're not going to have four seasons anymore. And here at least it's starting to feel like that. Yeah. I don't feel like we have spring or fall. And uh, a scary thing that I always hear around the time of, of summer when like heat deaths are being recorded yeah. is that right now it's the coolest it's going to be. <laughs> like it's it's not getting cooler With in our global lifetime. temperatures rising isn't it's yeah. not coming down maybe in in some number of decades in our lifetime perhaps we can uh we can bring the heat down if we really take aggressive action on climate change but with the direction that we're heading right now uh-huh. and the way that we're saying like what net zero carbon by 2040 or 50 or some <laughs> shit like it's it's the coolest time that it's going to be in our life and <laughs> that's why really soak bad. it up soak up the sun yeah. or else it's going to be like uh what was it the iranian airport that hit like 120 degrees that's ridiculous or some though. shit like yeah. that we talked about a couple weeks ago yeah countries in the middle east are, are really having a yeah. tough time uh they've been hitting temperatures of like 120 crazy heat deaths over there of course like the human body just, at, at some point we're going to get to uh we're going to get to a point where there will be spots on the planet. There already are spots on the planet where the human body just cannot survive. Uh-huh. And the problem is that we have cities in those spots. Yeah. You know, people live in those spots. Lots and, of them. And for a lot of the time, they don't. people that are living there don't just have the money to get up and move. And this is true in the United States as well. Oh, but you should. Just sell yeah. your house and move. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean the Florida coastline is going to go <laughs> when away? It, sell when your it, house and move. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to climate change, there's often an argument that goes something like, oh, well, we're all in the same boat. You know, yeah. we're, we're all going to, we all live on the same planet. We're all going to face the same consequences no we fucking won't yeah a rising tide lifts all boats like the, the rising tide from the polar ice caps yeah. melting well that's always the argument <laughs> but the working class and the poor poor people of the planet will not face the same level mm-hmm. of disaster 
Let's say like the rich will. The rich are going to yeah. be shielded from this, hundred percent. Oh yeah, they They're can move be, to a colder climate. They, they can, can move, move to an area that's yeah. much more mild. They can move north or south. They can uh, hide in their their towers that they live in mm-hmm. that are very well thoroughly air conditioned. But the people who don't have working air conditioning, the people who are poor, the people who are unhoused, are going to struggle a lot more. And yeah. though that's where the deaths are going to be, especially in countries that are deprived of wealth, especially yeah. in countries that have a, a lot of uh, a large poor population. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. There'll be massive refugee crises as people try to flee those places because they physically just can't fucking live there anymore. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of refugee crises, which is going to just stoke the flames of Mm neo-fascists, of course. Uh, (laughs) There's going to be major disruptions in in what we can eat, how we farm, how we fish, that kind of stuff, because plant life is going to be dying. Animals are going to be dying. There's going to be more wildfires. Climate change is the existential threat (laughs) on our life right now. And uh Seems like, what, 40% of the country doesn't acknowledge its yeah, existence? 40% of the country is fighting on the side of climate change. Yeah. Is fighting on the side of the heat. Yeah. That's crazy. Not only that, some of them, some of the more religious types believe that it's like God's will. And like, this is a... Oh, it's the rapture, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the second coming's going to come. Yeah. You um, know, but it does still not snow. Good. Sometimes. So, but it still snows. I do enjoy when it gets a little bit it, cold. Global warming? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty chilly. <laughs> it's fucking cold outside. What do you mean? This is the coldest winter we've had. Yeah, uh, it's not looking good, folks. No, it's not looking mm-hmm. good. And uh, I guess I guess that means we're trying to move on to our little uh, Beyond Parody for this episode. I think so. You think so? So uh, to kick this off, we, uh, we're we all aware of the current crusade against trans women competing in sports. It's an epidemic. You know, 1% of the population is a major threat. They're taking over. Really. Uh, actually, less than 1% because only trans women ever get considered <laughs> yeah, this argument. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's a it's a, it's a an epidemic. Like you said, and hot topics include powerlifting, uh-huh. swimming, yep. uh, kids who just want to casually play sports at their high school. Yeah. And now this topic is uh, expanding to include what I would like to call, again, the uh, biggest scam since butthole uh, cheating since butthole <laughs> vibrator cheating in chess because that's right the international chess federation just barred trans women from competing in women's competitions i love that because typically the the facade that they hide behind is like oh the physical differences yeah. mean trans women shouldn't be allowed to compete with cis women but now it's just like yeah the brains are different dog it's a board game <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's chess like what are you talking you you're literally taking the position that women are just dumber yeah that boys rule girls drool yeah. uh, boys go to mars to get candy bars and girls go to jupiter to get stupider yeah it, it's always the argument that like uh because uh, uh, trans women are, are trans women they have a, a biological advantage over cis women yeah obviously it's so much more nuanced than that and they're usually wrong when they're arguing uh-huh. that point but now they're saying yeah the, the brains are fundamentally now different. it's just a principled stance on girls are dumber yeah girls yep. clearly can't think and strategize like the way chess requires you know you know men they play strategy games like mm-hmm. civ 6 girls play uh animal crossing house games exactly uh-huh that's that's what's going on there yeah girls like the uh i don't even know what analogy i would make this is fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> it is dumb and it gets it doesn't get like dumber but it continues to be dumb because they also rule that any trans man who won titles before their transition will either have all of their titles abolished or they can ch- choose to convert them to open titles bro it's the same person dog. i'm saying <laughs> why i'm saying and it also trans women can keep any titles that they uh earned previously pre-transition so if you won an open tournament as a man and then transitioned to a female mm-hmm. and started wanted to compete in women's tournaments although i guess you can't do that anymore right. you can still keep your open tournament titles uh-huh. but if you were um a woman who transitioned to be a man you can't keep your woman's title anymore bro why uh, it doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying. And it's also like the fact that it's chess and there's really no difference between a woman's competition and an open competition that includes mostly men. Wait, uh, so if if you can 
if they're saying that you're, you know, if you transition to being a trans woman, you're not allowed to compete in the women's league. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Why would you abolish titles? I'm it's, saying it's straight it up doesn't just discrimination. Matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. And it's to say that, like, it's weird how they're like, you, you can't have this woman's title because you're a man now. Mm hmm. So you actually didn't earn that. Sure, you can convert it to an open title, but it's also weird because it feels to me like it says it sends this message that uh, if you win in a competition against women and then you go to compete with mostly men, that's not valid. Mm -hmm. But if you compete against mostly men and then transition into competing against women, that's like totally valid, dude. It was way harder to beat men than it is to beat silly girls. Yeah, and it's also like, okay, we're going to take your trophies away from uh, when you competed in men's tournaments, right, mm -hmm. if you transition to a woman, which is like – we're affirming your new identity, but we're also not going to let you play yeah. with the gender you identify as. <laughs> we're, so we're affirming not your affirming identity, identity, but in affirming that, like, you know, wins and losses, you know but what yeah, I mean? In affirming that, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? I, I'm affirming that I also don't like you. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> That's what I said. This it is was, like the couldn't last, grab my head around The it. last, like, area of sports that it... Okay, uh, maybe hot take. I, chess isn't like a well, it's not a physical sport. Certainly. Not at all, right? You know, not what I at mean? all. Like, there's there's competitive matches in chess, and I guess it could be considered a sport in that way. If if anything competitive can uh -huh. be like a sports league, but like I, this is the last area I expected to start segregating based on uh, transness. They just did it like unprovoked. Yeah, unprovoked. When reached for a comment in a statement, they said, "Yeah, a bunch of players have been trying to like." Uh, submit forms that are saying they're changing their gender identity, and we saw that as a problem. How many? Do you know how many? No, they oh. just said some. I, I mean, less than 1%. They said there's been an influx of people who are trying to change their gender identity, so this is an issue that we gotta fix. Oh my god. We oh. gotta nip this in the bud yeah. before it becomes a pandemic, because girls are dumber than boys. <laughs> the, the West has truly fallen. They're teaching people that they can be whoever they want to be, Yeah. Uh, and we gotta, we gotta destroy something. We gotta something. fucking stop that. Yeah. Cut that shit out right god. now. You can, you, not even chess is a safe place. That's like going and saying, oh, this professional Rocket League team can't have any girls on it. Yeah, what the that's hell? Like <laughs> that's like saying that a trans fucking eSport athlete I bet that's can't next. go and compete. It probably. I bet that's next. I wouldn't be surprised. Some of those circles, if CSGO goes and bans trans <laughs> yeah, women. NRG is about to be in a massive controversy. <laughs> For banning some some trans woman that wants to play on the team. Golly, dude, it's it's crazy. And so the Federation, in a statement, described their decision by saying, quote, they need to make regulations on transgender players after receiving an influx of requests for gender changes and ultimately ruled that, quote, change of gender is a change that has a significant impact on player status. Holy they shit. also said the Federation, quote, recognizes that this is an evolving issue for chess and that besides technical regulations on transgender regulations, further policy may need to be evolved in the future in line with research evidence, end quote. I didn't know we had gender essentialists running the international That's chess That's what I'm league. saying. What Notably, the they didn't provide any research evidence to say that this was an issue <laughs> at all whatsoever. They just said that they need at least two years to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> what? what the, I don't understand. And neither do I. They just... They seemed, it looks like they just made an issue out of nowhere yeah. or the conservative propaganda somehow got to them. Mm. But it's weird because this is the international board. The American Chess Federation came out against this. So did Germany and so did a bunch of like pro chess players and everybody because oh. obviously this is dumb. It's fucking stupid. It, it, there's no I wonder. Need. I wonder if uh, usually sports leagues like this, certainly international ones have sponsors that support them. Yeah. I got to wonder if some of them are like uh, trad conservatives. You think chess is a conservative institution? I, I mean, mean chess federation. Maybe. 
maybe, maybe they have, you know, 51% of their funding coming from conservative outlets. And recently, throughout the past few years, we've seen um, transgender or transphobia be a massive export from America. Yeah. I mean, obviously, transphobia didn't begin in the United States, but it's uh, certainly heightened yeah, since we, like 2020, we've for example. definitely uh, hopped on and kicked it up a notch. And there's uh, a lot of other countries that are now, Germany specifically, France, of course, with Marie Le Pen, that are talking more about trans people than they ever really have. Uh-huh. And I, I think it's a, it's an export from America. Um, it's, and, it's, and of course, like our, our trans sports uh, discourse is obviously going to eventually be transmitted to like international sports. Like, yeah. yeah. But again, it's just I can't get over the fact that usually, yeah, they can kind of hide behind this like they can cower behind the idea that maybe a someone who is assigned male at birth is going to have an advantage over someone who is assigned female at birth. Yeah, which isn't always true. Right? Which isn't always true at all. We've covered it many times. It's a nuanced argument. The science not settled right now. Yeah. And that's just how it is. But this is chess. It's a mental game, bro. Well, yeah, and it's it's on top of the fact that when we're talking about more physical sports that require, you know, uh, impressive feats from your body, yeah. it's incredibly nuanced because, of course, you know, we talk about differences within genders. Mm-hmm. Are we going to start banning Michael Phelps, for example? But then there's there's also the fact that, yeah, the science hasn't been decided at all. And in fact, once we see someone transition and follow the proper regulations, the advantage typically disappears. Uh-huh. And that's all on top of the fact that it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. This isn't an issue. And it's also sometimes a trans person is just going to win because they're just good. Yeah. You can't look at that and say, take their identity as concrete evidence that they had an unfair advantage because eventually like, yeah, maybe one's just going to win. Yeah. Well, and to me, that's the exact same thing as saying, oh, well, this black guy just uh, won a race for track and field. It's because he's black. Exactly. It's because, oh, hyper athletic. You're saying this without any evidence whatsoever. And in a world of what, 8 billion people. Mm -hmm. 1% of the population being trans people, eventually they're going to win something. Exactly. And it's not going to be because they're trans. It's because they just competed. They trained. They were good at it. Especially when you're competing at such a high level, like the conservatives usually like to hyper-focus on Mm -hmm. in order to justify banning kids from doing high school sports, which is a whole other like part of the issue. When you're competing at these ridiculously high levels, the national level, the Olympic level, you're already a fucking freak. Oh, for sure. Like, you're already a freak, dude. You're not a regular person. Should they be banned from competing? genetically blessed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Well, yeah, that's like the Michael Phelps example. It's like his body is designed to swim, Mm -hmm. and he's good at it. He wins all kinds of medals Uh all the time. There's that picture of him with with all of them draped (laughs) on him. But we're not going to say he shouldn't compete against other people simply because he's genetically gifted. Uh Of course not. That's silly. So dumb. And and the fact that they know that they wouldn't ban Michael Phelps from competing against people who don't have as many genetic advantages, but would ban trans people from competing in leagues that uh, correspond with their gender identity, it's simply transphobia. Yeah. Uh, and that's not even to mention the, uh, the lengths that the state would have to go to enforce a trans sports ban. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking state-enforced discrimination. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about segregation is what we're and talking about. And I mean, about. with this chess federation thing, they also said in their statement, like, to monitor people's identity, you have to apply to change your gender identity with them. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to apply to get that recognized, and there's a review process that you can be denied for. A review process. Yeah. Jesus Christ. There's a review process where they make sure that you're living consistently like this in your normal day-to-day mm-hmm. life and not just your chess life. How do you prove like, that? Like, bro, it is not that serious. Well, this is. They probably saw that video of, like, I don't know, Steven Crowder going and putting a wig on and being like, oh, I'm a female powerlifter now. Yeah. And like, oh, that's the issue here. That's the other part <laughs> of the argument is that they always say that people are going to change their gender, quote-unquote, 
insincerely, just to uh, disingenuously, win. right, just to win. Men are going to join uh, women's leagues just so that they can mm -hmm. win. The only motherfuckers that do that are conservatives. Yeah. That's it. The only times I've seen it are when, one, Steven Crowder went to uh -huh. do it, and when some conservative powerlifter went and joined open powerlifting competitions as a woman, uh, just to prove a point that you can get in if you're not a woman. Mm -hmm. But he's the only one that did it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like trans people aren't out here winning these crazy medals. They aren't out here setting crazy records. No. And if one eventually does, as we said, it's not going to be because they're trans. They're just going to be good at exactly. it. Exactly. Or like Leah Thomas. Yeah. Leah Thomas, I think when she was like big in the news, she had uh, competed in, I think, five races. She, she won, won one. Yeah. And then everyone hyper-focused on it. Like, like, this is so unfair. If it was so unfair, wouldn't she have won everything? I think, yeah, I think she got, like, third and then fifth and eighth or something yeah. like that in the other races. Like, yeah, they're going to win eventually. <laughs> You're being fucking stupid. Eventually, one of them's got to be good at sports. Like, come on. There's also the thing that happens all the time when conservatives are, like, uh, they screenshot some some woman that competes in some sport like kickboxing or something uh -huh. like that. And they're like, I can't believe that they're letting her compete against other women, cis women. Uh, and then it's like I, <laughs> the actual personal response. Sometimes <laughs> they're like, I'm a cis woman. Dog. No, that is so funny. I'm, I'm just like muscular. They're just out here doing the transvestigations yeah. on everybody. Oh, my or one time, One time I think they're actually what I don't know if it was UFC or, or some other it was like an MMA fighter. fighting organization. Yeah, they, there was there was one fighter that was a trans woman, one that was a cis woman. Oh, and people. Were freaking out about the cis woman yeah. because they thought she looked trans, <laughs> and it's like this all. A lot of it does come down to the point you've made before that they just think trans people are like ugly. You yeah. know what I mean? One hundred. Which is fucking. It's a horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. it's Crazy. it's it's nuts, and it's again I cannot stress enough mm -hmm. that it's even more nuts that it got to chess. Mm -hmm. To chess. Mm -hmm. That's come on. Yeah. At, at some point, you got to wonder if your obsession with gender and, and trans people has just gone too far. 100%. Like you got to let it go, dog. Find find another thing to be interested. And the in. fact that this was unprovoked, mm -hmm. they just like took this decision upon themselves. Like I thought people who played chess were supposed to be smart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, well, that's why I think that it's got to be like conservative sponsors or something. Yeah, because like that's a stereotype in my and I, I'm not one to like abide by stereotypes. But like, come on, chess, like you got to be smart. <laughs> yeah. Like these like grandmasters and subject these these great minds. Yeah, I guess it's. Uh Maybe they're just like computer AI. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess the chess AI is taking over. Yeah, yeah. They have no other. They have no other like intellectual ability other than like uh, predicting moves and basing their moves on is other it, moves. Oh, and they're predicting the move that more people are going to mm. transition and join the female league. <laughs> yeah. And so they're trying to get ahead of it. Ooh, checkmate! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> checkmate. Yeah. What a great way to end the episode. <laughs> uh, no more news stories for today. No more news for today. Uh, last thing I'll remind you all is to make sure you join us for the live stream exactly. this week. if you're Very listening exciting. on patreon before wednesday come on you know it's wednesday mm -hmm. and if you're a good listener and listening on wednesday come hang out tonight exactly pop in the chat see what's good watch us make fun of uh what is it vivic christy ron mm -hmm. um nikki haley, nikki tim, haley scott, tim scott mike pence, mike pence and the, one more Doug Burgum. Doug Burgum. Come on. <laughs> I, the guy who was paying people to get him up there. Oh, that's so exciting. That's exciting. I'm, I'm very excited wait. for this debate. And I hope that you can't wait to come hang yeah. out with us. You know what I'm saying? You know, and we announced this last week that we were doing a live stream. Yeah. So even if you're not listening on Wednesday, you listen to this after Thursday, Friday, you should already know. Exactly. So be there. We actually got ahead of it this time. and <laughs> We're able to announce it and give people ample time. Yeah, we thought about the, the, the posting schedule. Exactly. And then we said we should probably announce it last we week. Said, oh, yo, that's crazy. Uh, but you, you better be there you uh -huh. better come check it out and you come chat with us they, they did us a solid putting the debate on like wednesday instead mm -hmm. of tuesday yeah, yeah so good we actually might be uh rnc operatives oh, dude. secretly 
I'm saying I just could like run that, that country singer, so fucking Oliver, whatever, dude. I so I I tried to stay away from that news, right? I had no idea like what was going on, and then today I finally like caved and listened to the song, and I, I had known everything going in. Like obviously, I like done my research, seen what people were saying about it, and I was going in. But the first like the first like I don't know thirty seconds, I was like, okay, this is like pretty tame. I wonder when it's gonna get crazy, and then he starts talking about Epstein's Island, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> yeah, this went off the rails real quick. Well, and I've I've seen some leftist with some really bad takes he's like oh well he's just you know he's talking about rich people he's actually on our side dog rich men north of richmond that's come crazy. on like that's pretty obviously a, a what a neo-confederate euphemism that he's using <sighs> and then he also he's basically in his own words says he lives in the new world in a yeah. negative way yeah he's what like i'm, that an, I'm an old soul in a new world Talking about uh, Epstein's Island, a bunch of other shit. Oh, Fat people on welfare. Obese people taking advantage of mm-hmm. welfare. It's like, what the fuck, bro? And the first, like, I don't know, verse or something. I'm not well-versed in, like, song yeah. structure. But, like, the first little bit of the song, it's just, like, regular, like, oh, I'm a working man. I'm yeah. doing a bunch of overtime, and I'm not getting paid shit. Uh, Richmond, North of Richmond, obese people. Mm-hmm. Obese people. Epstein, they're protecting minors instead of minors on an island or some shit. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what does this even mean? Yeah, oh no. my god I, it's a it's a pretty it, well, especially because we've now learned that um it was just astroturfed yeah like it is just funded by conservative groups to he, to platform he him. got out there and he's like yeah i just really wanted to just spread awareness of human trafficking with the epstein line it's like what bro you're not no, what are you what talking the fuck about are you talking about i think yeah. they already covered that with the whole sound of freedom discourse what <laughs> yeah and you're yeah. like, dude, oh my god, that, Look, that I, discourse is awful. I know a lot of leftists are are desperate to find working class people that are class conscious and that are kind of yeah. uh, uh, aware of how capitalism is bad. And I know that um, a lot of people typically associate Southern accents, being from the South, being a working class from the South is the kind of, I don't know, working class support, support that the yeah. that leftists really need. But uh, you're not going to find it in a dude that's pining for the Confederacy. Were people trying to say that he was class conscious? I th- well, I think people, I don't know if they're saying, like, he's a Marxist, but they were saying, like, oh, he's working class, he, he could be on our side. No, He's not, dog. It's like, it, it takes way more than just acknowledging that you're overworked and underpaid to be class conscious. Mm-hmm. To be class conscious, you have to understand where you fit in to, like, the overall machine, the capitalist yeah. machine. You have to understand how you and your fellow working class people are all struggling against the forces of capital. Uh-huh, yeah. You, you, you cannot be class conscious just by acknowledging that you're underpaid while also going and saying that people are welfare queens. That is the that is anti-class consciousness. It's the yeah. opposite. Also, an important point of uh, being class conscious in the United States is, you know, not idealizing the Confederacy. Yeah, I would think, like, yeah. That's another system very of domination. True, very true. <sighs> I think a lot of leftists are just desperate for people to be class conscious. But at this point, like, the working class in this country has betrayed itself. <laughs> I, I don't even, like, I, I'm not hopeless, obviously. I'm still optimistic generally about the, the, uh, the future that we can have uh-huh. but if if this oliver northam i don't remember something his name. like that yeah. if this guy is who we're putting stock in for kind of a cultural icon of what marxism should be we're fucked that's it's crazy over, right that's crazy yeah dude he's I, not the guy he's not he's him. not that you are not him you're not him you're not him <laughs> yeah I, there's just been there's say. been so many stretches on that guy it's sad i think so and i'm speaking of people who are uh him or her or they or them Oh, nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, exactly. you know, any neo pronouns that you use. Or anything in between, anything mm-hmm. out of there, anything really that you want. People who are uh, people. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. have to thank our special patrons. And we're going to start with Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Kraut, Lord T the Radiant, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Talia Kotz, 40% Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Japlinski, Mattias T, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFed, Mark Yeager, Dylan B, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Toro, Tari, Gavin Mayer, Maldonado, Hunter W, Fergalaki, Max Vezquez, Jacob Rogers, Colton Mooberry, Fixer Punk, Jim Egbers, Jeff Muzzy, Bagel Burrito, Cincy Alex, Joe Stenstrom, Adrian Sandoval, Chloe Sam 601, Colleen Cuts, Gregory Isn't My Name, Veryuk, Jennifer DeVoe, Big Bird Titty, Crawfishin', Beneth Bennington III, Alexia Benanti, Nietzsche, Big Booty Beatdown, Moises T, Sam Maloney, Two-Headed Boy, Ben Shapiro's Boyfriend, Jonathan Cassis, Luke O'Shea, Cucker Tarlson, Danielle Jackson, The Word of Microsoft, Jennifer Signs, Aaron and his Gundam Gundams, Darth Father, Aiden Taylor, Corey Chambers, Sewer Snack, L.E.N., John Glover, Weed Thief 69, Devin Hatchett, Retro Mondo, Meatball Minion, Emma the Dooslayer, Claire McMillan, Breezy B, Elijah Murray, Veronica, a.k.a. V, Raxon, Ash Smith, The Grottler, Magic Ian 95, Flower Clown, Jasper and Garris, Beetlebugs, Three Crows in a Trench Coat, Lonnie Rogers, Slavic and Sapphic, Casey Lynn Kelly, Snake Eyes, and Hope of Giants, AK Gone, Aquana Don, Zach Lantian, uh, Info Russell, <laughs> Austin Greif, Marcus Corbett, Caleb Roper, Dustin Waldron, Tyler Rinsock, Ishi Teddy, Cami, Calliope, Reagan, Not Like the President, Pagan Jester, Tylen Freeman, Steak Daddy, Tay Tay, Isaac Hodges, Madeline C, Pab the Pab 69, Kayla Lowe, Anna Volinic, uh, Eduardo Diaz, KCC, Say Yes to Wes and my mom. Thank you all so oh much goodness. for supporting the show on Patreon. If you want to see us live, if you want to watch the debates live with commentary, if you want to interact with us live, Wednesday. You know exactly. Eight what o'clock to do. Eastern. Today for some of you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. Eight if, if you're Eastern. a non-patron and listen to this far, mm-hmm. come on. You know what to do. You know where you want to be. Exactly. Thank you for listening, everyone. You want to hear your name on that list. Have a great week. I love you. <laughs>